Good afternoon, everybody. Today is Sunday, June 11th. Welcome to Help, I'm Addicted to Adderall. This is your host, Cassie. Thank you so much for joining me today. So in today's episode, I wanted to kind of update you all, let you know how my reduced Adderall dosage has been going for me, um, what it's been like not taking the clonopin, taking the Seroquel instead of Ambien, um, everything with pregnancy. So yeah, if that is something that you would like to hear about, stay tuned. So I'd been feeling actually a little bit socially isolated the past week or so. Um, week or two, maybe. I've been taking pretty consistently about two milligrams of, I mean, two milligrams, I wish, 40 milligrams of Adderall, although there have been days when I've gone a little bit higher. And my plan is to next week to stick to 20 milligrams as many days as possible, even though, like, I am going to be at about 10 weeks. So the most critical time period is kind of wrapping up. Um, but I don't know. I feel like 40 milligrams is a, a much higher dosage than I was hoping to take over the summer. I don't know if it's the pregnancy fatigue or it's like maybe the fact that I was feeling kind of socially isolated is causing that kind of brain fog and causing me to feel like I need to take the full 40 milligrams that I'm prescribed. Um, it's hard to, to really know what's best. I know like there have been a couple of times like I was at my mom's house just hanging out, watching TV with the family, and it was like 7 o'clock and I felt like I was going to fall asleep. And I'm like, I don't feel safe driving home like this. And so I took um, a quarter of one Adderall pill. So that would be five milligrams. And it didn't keep me up or anything. I just, I felt, I was hoping I didn't have to ever go above the two pills a day. And I was hoping to be taking like one. Um, but, you know, that was a situation when it's like, I do feel like I need it. And I'm like, is it for ADHD? Um, is this something that I should have taken care of earlier? Like reducing my dosage more? Um, but I mean, I did try reducing my dosage and I got like horribly depressed and almost committed suicide. So yeah, it's like, I feel like if it weren't for pregnancy, a high Adderall dosage for me, the, co the, the benefits greatly outweigh the cost. Um, and as someone who wasn't really sure if they would ever get pregnant, it, it was, you know, it made sense to continue taking it. But I do sometimes feel kind of guilty about that. And I just pray that everything's okay with my baby. And it's like, you know, if something, if, if it does have like a heart defect or something, it's going to be hard for me not to blame myself and question whether or not it's related to anything I did during pregnancy, whether it be, you know, like exercising or 
going out in the sun, um, taking my medications. And I have to remind myself that everything that I've seen, all of the research on it is very reassuring. And I wish I, ha I could see more details from the studies, like as far as what dosages people were taking, if this was like a daily thing or if it was like most days. Um, let's see, I had another thing that I wanted to point out. Oh, in the studies that were done that showed a slightly increased risk for transverse, transverse limb deficiency um, and then the two, um, the intestines and the stomachs, the, the birth defects related to the intestines and the stomach. Um, I would like to see if that's slightly increased, but still very, very, very uncommon birth defects. Um, I'm sorry, I'm getting all stressed. <laughs> so, According to the CDC's website, it says that um, one study showed a slightly increased risk for transverse limb deficiency, and then the two other birth defects that I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce, but they're related to um, the intestines and the stomach. It showed that there was a slightly increased risk um, for women taking Adderall during pregnancy than there was with the overall general population, but they said, they stressed the fact that the the risk was still extremely, and I, I think they used the word extremely, the risk was still extremely low. And that's really the only study that I've seen that shows anything worrisome. Um, everything else has been done that I've been able to find have been done with drugs of abuse. And so I've seen tens of thousands of women, or at least thousands of women participate in studies um, and these thousands of women were taking stimulant medications and there have been really no adverse effects. And so I need to remind myself that if something goes wrong, it's probably not related to that. But it's still, you know, as a mom, it's like your babies, your everything, you know. It's hard when they say, well, it's like, you know, it's an individual decision. It's about weighing the cost and the benefits, but it's like you can't weigh something if it's not 100%, which I know is what most decisions in life are about. <laughs> um, it's just hard when it's your baby, you know? Anyway, so I've been hoping to take less Adderall at this point than I currently am, but overall I've been doing a good job of you know, I definitely haven't gone over my normally prescribed dose at all. Um, I actually had a nightmare that I did. So I think that kind of ties back in with like my fear that I'm taking too much and like my worry that something's going to go wrong. And I'm super anxious to get in for my next appointment on Tuesday. And I hope everything's okay with my sweet baby. Um, anyway, um, the past couple of weeks, I haven't really been doing much socially. Um, last Saturday, I did go to a an anniversary dinner with my family. 
Um, but I was there for just a short amount of time because my husband ended up not being able to go due to a new job. And I didn't want to drive out there by myself. So I rode up with my mom, but she had to leave early to take my, my nephew home. And so I wasn't there for very long and I was okay with that. And I'm like, do I not like to do fun things anymore now that I'm not drinking? And that kind of stuck in my head. And, um, and then the next day I went to the pool with my husband and like another friend in the neighborhood and they were talking about going to the bar and I'm like, I don't want to do that. And I was just start, starting to feel like, do I not enjoy social situations if I'm not drinking? And mind you, like I am used to being able to take my Klonopin as well, with definite, which definitely helps with just my generalized anxiety as well as my social anxiety. And I'm not taking that, even though like my doctor did say I could take it every once in a while. It's totally, or not my OB, my psychiatrist said I can take it every once in a while during pregnancy. Um, and I really haven't been able to find much research showing that it's very risky to take the dosage that I, that I'm prescribed. Um, but it's just, I feel like I'm already taking these two other medications and I don't want to add anything else to the mix, especially since I wish I understood more about how these things worked and how they caused birth defects and problems during pregnancy, because it's like alcohol affects the GABA receptors and I believe dopamine to a small degree. And Adderall affects dopamine and clonopin affects GABA. You know, and now that I think about it, it might be a different, one might be GABA A and one might be GABA B, like alcohol and clonopin. Um, but still it's like, it makes me wonder, well, like why is alcohol so, everyone always talks about, and like all the research seems to point to alcohol being so bad. How could that be? Um, and you know what it really probably boils down to is, well, no, I still feel like it's, it's more dangerous, but I, I bet you in a lot of situations, mild to moderate drinking during pregnancy or like occasionally having a drink or two and drinking it slowly probably doesn't cause much, if any harm for most women, but it's like you never know if you might be one who reacts more extremely to it. Um, yeah, but it's, it's just, I don't know. I just wish I understood more. Um, yeah, I know like the book Expecting Better the author states that she, from from the research she's seen and the, the research that she believes is high quality, drinking a drink or two, um, I don't remember if it was limited to second and third trimester, um, but according to what she's seen, it, there, there doesn't seem to be an increased risk for adverse pregnancy outcomes. Um, 
and I know she's come under some criticism, but it's like, I don't feel like I understand enough to really make a judgment. And I don't have access to all these studies. And the one that I paid for, it was like totally pointless. It was stuff that I'd already seen. Um, so I don't want to do that again. Um, anyway, I was starting to wonder, like, do I just, am I just going to ruin my summer and like be isolated and depressed and feel like a loser all summer because I don't want to do fun things now that I'm not drinking? Um, and then I made plans to hang out with some girlfriends at one of their pools today. And as I was driving there, I remembered when we met up in December when I was pregnant and I wasn't drinking and they were all drinking. And I remember thinking like I had a great time. It was totally fine with me that I wasn't drinking. I didn't feel left out. And then I was like, is it just like being around my husband that I'm just, is it annoying to me when he's drinking? And that might be due to like, it could be my own insecurities. It could be because I want like a different connection with him than I have with my friends. It might be because I think he overdoes it. Um, but I, I just remember that like I enjoyed hanging out with them. So anyway, I got there and I had a great time. I hung out with them for a few hours at the pool and I didn't feel like I would have liked to have a drink, but I didn't really feel like I was missing out or anything. Um, I just felt a little awkward because these are girls who I met through a meetup for women who do not and do not plan on having kids. And so now <laughs> I'm pregnant. It's a little weird. Um, I didn't tell them yet because I want to see how things progress. And so luckily they weren't like, wow, you're not drinking. Um, yeah. So I feel a lot better that I now that I got out there and did that. I I do wish I could have done it without taking the the full dose of Adderall and I maybe I could have, but I didn't like I feel like I really needed to have a good time and to feel good about the event. I didn't want to go on there like a slug, like super fatigued and like pregnant. <laughs> you know withdrawing from Adderall <laughs> so it was a tough choice um and it just kind of makes me wonder like I know I definitely have ADHD and I have a lot of symptoms that are tied directly to attention but like I wonder how many non-ADHD symptoms the Adderall is helping me with um because I feel like it does help with my depression, even though I know I mentioned in an earlier episode, like maybe my Adderall's making me depressed. Um, there are just so many factors that go in that, you know, come into play. But I feel a lot better. I want to make a point of continuing to meet up with girls. Um, I'm wondering if maybe like the things that I've, I don't know if, like, when I'm with my husband, if maybe I'm feeling even more so that I need to have a drink because I'm with Spanish speakers. Or, like, I don't know what it is. I feel more comfortable when it's, like, my girlfriend, though. So I need to kind of explore that a little bit. But I also need to remind myself of the good things I have going on and you know, I can't have fun and enjoy myself when I'm not drinking. And I didn't even miss it at all. So I need to make an effort 
and keep putting myself out there. And, you know, maybe I will feel uncomfortable sometimes, but that's okay. Anywho, um, I will touch back in with you guys after my appointment on Tuesday. I'm so, so, so nervous. <laughs> um, especially my nausea has faded a ton. Um, like right after I went in for my last appointment, my morning, uh, my nausea seemed to get way better and I don't like it. <laughs> um, cause I was thinking it was going to be getting worse and like peaking around that time. And right now, and it's definitely decreased a lot. And even when I thought maybe it's because I'm at home and I'm eating more because before, like I would feel the most nauseous if I hadn't eaten for a long time. Um, but I went to a training on Thursday and I didn't eat for a long time and I was super, super hungry. And the only time I felt slightly nauseous is when I had a, like a packet of peanut butter M&Ms on an empty stomach. <laughs> and so that could have been related to the pregnancy or not. Um, so I hope I'm so nervous after what happened last time, but I need to remind myself the chance of having a missed miscarriage is really low. I know I'm not having a blighted ovum because I heard the heartbeat, the precious little heartbeat at eight weeks. And it's a really, really good sign there's a heartbeat at eight weeks, but I need to not give up hope. So I'll let you guys know how it goes, and I hope that I have good news for you all. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful weekend. Bye.